Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman Movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Show. We are in the Money Moment series where we are dialing into the biggest, most potential questions and thoughts and ways that we can move the needle when it comes to our relationship with money through short, powerful podcasts led by me. And today we're going to talk about the three most common money blocks that I see women wrestling through. I've had the opportunity to get to lead a lot of different women. And over the years, I found some patterns. Before we dive into those three limiting beliefs, bringing awareness to those and helping you decide maybe which one you tend to fall into and how to sort of begin to remove those blocks, I want to remind you of the context and so many times we think about our money mindset and we think about our own personal story, our own personal journey, and we might feel some level of isolation. Maybe you grew up in a really different socioeconomic status than a lot of your friends, or as you've moved into a newer circle of people that you surround yourself with, now you have a different background or a different story than many of them. And I want to remind you because... I get to have the inside scoop that you're not alone. And no matter how much money you actually make, many of us wrestle with the same type of stories and challenges. And I also want to give context to the fact that your money mindset, your money journey is not so individualized to you. And I'm, I'm hoping to say this to help you feel less alone. The idea of your family of origin, your particular social circle, while it does certainly have implications around building your subconscious beliefs for the good or for the bad, it's really important to remember the greater story in which you sit. And that is that we live in a very patriarchal system that has had women at a disadvantage with money and with power for hundreds and hundreds of years. And if we look at even recent history, we see that a woman could not open her own bank account without a man until the 1960s. A woman could not open her own credit card until the 1970s. Legislation wasn't working towards equal pay for equal work until the 1970s. And on average, a single woman in this country has just one third the net worth that single men do. Yes, the wage gap is 
something to put our attention towards and to desire change around. But even more important is the wealth gap because that has long-term implications. And this is why we see a lot of women ending their life in poverty. So I say all this in the context of diving into these three limiting beliefs because our challenge with money and our thinking around money that we know we need to expand is something that we as women in this context of history and in this time know that we face a lot of the same foundational systemic challenges. And I also want to encourage you that as entrepreneurs, we are on the front lines of changing history. While history has changed, I'm encouraged by the recent changes. We know there's lots of room for improvement, lots of room for growth, that it's necessary. And I believe this is why my work is so critical that female entrepreneurs are the ones that are going to continue to change the game and pave the way for women with money. Why? Because we are the ones gutsy enough and with the mindset of risk to say, I'm willing to go out with my service, with my product and exchange money for what I bring. And that's ballsy. That's gutsy. That takes a different type of mindset. And then also we have the ability to generate way more money than a typical person in a nine to five job. You know, obviously the nine to five, typically you're going to have a certain salary. Maybe you have bonuses, maybe different things, but you don't have the ability to just decide tomorrow. You know what? I think in a month I want to launch this signature program, or I think I want to raise my prices. So we have the ability to bring more money into our world, which gives us the ability to create wealth faster. Okay. So as we think about that and we understand like, hey, this story is bigger than me. I'm in this together and I'm on the front lines of changing history. I want us to dive into these three limiting beliefs. And I want you to be really honest in your reflection around, hey, which one of these do I seem to maybe battle the most? And we know that when it comes to shifting our beliefs, awareness is the first key step. And that's what we're going to do in today's episode is build awareness around which one of these do you resonate most with. Okay, here they are, and we'll dive into them a little bit more deeply. Number one, money doesn't just grow on trees. Number two, I am not good with numbers or math. And number three, I am not worthy of wealth. Let's dive in more deeply. So this first one, money doesn't just grow on trees. Okay, so I have people do some different exercises as we are working through understanding their money journey. And one of the questions that I ask people is, what are some of the common negative limiting beliefs that you've been handed down because of who you surrounded yourself with and what you heard in childhood? Money doesn't just grow on trees is probably one of the most common ones, which side point, isn't that just a weird thought? Like, where did that even come from? That like money doesn't grow on trees. Like, I wonder like the origin of that. I'm fascinated sometimes with language and I was just talking to a colleague. We were talking about something totally, totally different. And I was like, just want to pick your brain. Like, where did the pick your brain come from? Anyways, I digress. So what is behind the statement? I feel like what the statement is really implying is you have to work really hard for the life that you want. There are limited resources. Money isn't easy to come by. 
It can't come to you with ease and flow. It's not just growing on trees after all. And of course, parts of this could serve us well in the idea of helping us grow a work ethic. I think most of the time this is leading people to make decisions out of scarcity. It's keeping them them on this continuous hamster wheel of work and unconsciously choosing to work harder, not smarter. Sometimes when we live into the belief that you can't make money with ease and flow, when it's not just available to us, like the fruit on trees or the leaves on trees, we will then continue to perpetuate that story by choosing to work harder, not smarter. Meaning there is a way to outsource. There is a way to make this task lighter. There is a way and we actually unconsciously choose we're going to work harder. We're going to keep ourselves on that hamster wheel. All right. I'm not good with numbers or math. All right. I'm going to bring it to you real straight talk here. No one is born understanding math or can make a spreadsheet say. And actually, it's funny that I'm a money coach now because I remember back in the day when budgeting and all of that was something that my dad was teaching me and things. And he was just like, oh, man, Aaron, I give up on you. My dad is my biggest fan. So there's a lot of context for that. But it's kind of ironic that, you know, I loved math. I loved what an algebra uh, problem took like two full pages. You know, I am rooted. I have roots in nerdery. But this is a skill you can attain. Many of us fell into entrepreneurship. So we picked up our camera and we played around. And all of a sudden, our friends started paying us and our friends' friends started paying us and we had this business. And we didn't even mean to be an entrepreneur. And you know that that means wearing a lot of different hats. And it certainly doesn't mean you just, you know, photograph. There's a lot to do to run a successful company. And as you juggle all of the hats, the money hat is the one that you wish you could just leave in the closet. You could outsource it all together. And I'm here to tell you that nobody can be the CFO of your life. Nobody can be the CFO of your business other than you. Yes, most of us should be outsourcing accounting. We should be outsourcing bookkeeping because at this point, you're making six figures, multi six figures, and that is not the best use of your time. However, being the one to make the ultimate calls, being the strategist behind all the numbers, reviewing them, seeing the trends, making the decisions, understanding your profitability and when it's time to raise your salary or outsource more. This is your role. And certainly when it comes to your personal wealth, nobody else can tell you, okay, this is how much you should budget for this. This is Nobody else is tracking your spending, creating your lifestyle upgrades, all of that. So I want to encourage you, just how you learned the ins and outs of Adobe Suite or how to arrange flowers perfectly, how to plan weddings and events, how to run a social media agency, just like you learned how to shoot on manual, you can also learn numbers and spreadsheets. And you have to stop with these statements of, I'm just not good with math. I don't understand numbers. Just not smart like that. By doing that, you're continuing to put this label on your on you. By by doing that, you're continuing to put this label on yourself, which is continuing to shape your subconscious and help you continue to live into that limiting belief. Remember, it's a skill you can attain. So you can learn the important numbers 
and you can learn the important systems to be the CFO. This does not require you to under to do like calculus to math, okay? So if you're like, I really wasn't good at math, that's fine. What is required in business does not mean you have to be a high-level mathematician, okay? Last one, I am not worthy of wealth. Oh, this is a freaking doozy. You don't have time to go into the depth of this. And I wouldn't say I am an expert at delving into this deep philosophical dilemma or question. But I want to say a couple of things to this. Number one, your worthiness comes simply from existing on the planet. Nothing you say, nothing you do, no money that you make can ever touch your intrinsic worth. You are literally a soul breathing on this planet. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about like the miracle that you exist in this time, in this space? And like you're a freaking goddess and you have divine intention and worth built into your DNA by being a human on this planet. Many times I see this belief also coming from around an unconscious thought that wealthy people are icky, that the pursuit of money, the desire for wealth is evil, and that people who are wealthy are just power-hungry jerks. And so if this is why it's difficult for you to kind of desire wealth, you need to press into all the beautiful ways and all the amazing people that have used money to make the world a better place and how you, I know that if I were to give you an extra $100,000, you would do good for yourself, for your community, for your family, for the world, because my people are heart-centered entrepreneurs. So you nearly need to wrestle against that thought and you need to press into this belief that you are intrinsically worthy. And this one comes up, I just want to say, in so many different ways. I remember a client when we were looking at lifestyle upgrades, one of the things she really wanted to do was get a Peloton. And that was going to help her have more consistent workouts, have more fun workouts. Obviously, this is connected to a value of taking care of her body. And she was running against a really big block. And she realized as we dug into it, that it was because her mom and she watched her mom not prioritize herself with money. She never spent money on herself. She never, and she lived out this belief of like, she wasn't worthy. Everybody else was worthy and she was going to give the money and the time and resources, all the people in our world, but not herself. And so she really had to wrestle with that example of motherhood and value and decide and work through. I am completely able to afford this and I deserve it. That's the beauty of the money work is it's so much deeper than money work. Okay, so those are the three limiting beliefs I most commonly see. Money doesn't grow on trees. I'm not good with numbers or math and I'm not worthy of wealth. I want you to take a minute to reflect as you have heard these, which one of these resonates with you most? I want you to bring awareness. That's the first step. And so here's an exercise I want you to do. For the next week, I want you to create a notes app where you start to record all of your thoughts that you have around money. You're not going to judge them. You're just bringing awareness to them, especially as we've honed in on these three. And I want you just to kind of keep this money record, this money thought record and help yourself see, wow, this is where I'm living into the negative and help yourself kind of identify maybe where that's coming from. And here, and, and you're also recording the positive 
the positive beliefs. But as you do that, you're going to bring more consciousness to your thoughts and help you identify where those biggest money blocks are. You know, I'm a relational gal. I'm recording this series on purpose because I want to be able to connect with you directly and give you as much gold as I can in a short amount of time. I would love to hear from you on Instagram. Send me a DM, an audio message. Let me know what this episode brought to you, maybe which one you feel like you struggle with the most. And I'd love to bring you some money coaching right in the DMs. I really mean it. So send me, send me one of those messages. All right. Cheers for now. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.aaronbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.aaronbridgman.com.